Here we go. Welcome to the Community Hotline, presented by 88 Real Estate Media, for the community, by the community. I am your host, Mr. Bob Fang, and today we have community member Mark. Good sir, why don't you introduce yourself? Thanks, Bob. My name is Mark Kalaitis, and the uh, bro broker general manager of Gestalt Group in Ingle Volker's uh, Newport Beach. And uh, I'm, I, I'm uh, here with Bob, and we're going to chat, and my... Uh, and hopefully bring value and something that is uh, uh, you can help you and you can implement in your world to uh, make your life better. That's I love it. it. I love it. I think one of the I think uh, uh, after speaking with you earlier, I think a big reason um, that I'm really glad that I have you on the show is because you have six kids and to juggle business yeah. and to juggle six kids and a whole family. I feel like you just have like a wealth of knowledge. Uh, to offer. So thank you for joining us today. Um, I'll get down to the rules of the game. Uh, this is a no cursing show. So if you do curse, you will get a first strike. You'll get a second strike on the second one and the third strike. It'll be an out. So far, no one has even hit uh, the second or third strike. So I think we're in the safe zone so far. But um, yeah, let's just jump right into it. First topic of the day is going to be money. Tell me, Mark, what is money? Money, while not the most important topic, just the first topic, right? Yes, yes. Uh, money, money is not the most important topic, but money in, in, in my world and in my perspective, money is scoreboard. Money is how you, you the results of what you, you're doing and what you're putting into your chosen profession or career or job, really. I mean, and, you know, I have... Uh, you know, I have a belief that if you're going to spend your precious time, you know, doing something called work or something that's a version of work or a career, you know, you should do it well and you should love it. And it's hard to do well if you don't love it. So you need, I, I think everybody should find what they love and, uh, you know, bring it when they, when they're at work, bring it, you know, do it well. That's great. Tell me, how did you, how did you get into real estate? Um, that's an interesting story. Um, so I, I, it's a long story, but I'll, I'll make it, I'll, I'll, I'll shorten it up. Um, my dad was a real estate broker and I hated real estate. Uh, I watched him work night and day, never take a break, never take a vacation, stressed out. Um, uh, not always stressed out, but it looked pretty hard and it looked relentless and, uh, complicated and just as a kid, it looked not fun to me. And I was like, how do you not have fun every day like that? So I, you know, I, I went to school, I went to college when I got out, I had a couple jobs and I was, I was like super disappointed in what I was getting paid, the money I was making. Mm. And because I wanted to get compensated for what I put in, you know, for, for what I brought every day for the energy and my commitment to what I was doing, you know, and I wanted fair compensation and it did not seem like that was what happened. And so I did a little research, figured out you get paid really well uh, if you work in real estate. So uh, that's what I did. I just did it very differently. You know, I didn't do development and commercial real estate, which is what my family was doing. 
uh, a lot of the time when I was growing up and I went into a uh, different sector, residential real estate, uh, because it looked a lot more fun. <laughs> and it's a lot more personal, you know, it's it's what it's where we go home to at night. So I like that about it. That's great. Was your uh, was your dad kind of disappointed when when you were when you were like, I'm gonna go into residential? No, he was really cool about it. By the time I went into real estate, he had he had evolved to a point where they were I mean, they were buying and selling, you know, like mines and huge tracts of of ground and it was a whole different world so um he, he but he was super cool about it because he liked he liked he liked when i was having fun i mean he was he was a pretty he was pretty great dad that way he wanted me to enjoy life and you know as you know bob my family's greek and you know we like to enjoy life and he liked me to have fun so if i was loving it and I, and i was paying the bills he was good with it that's awesome. That's great to hear. What yeah. would you say? Um, I think, you know, just having kids of your own and then going through, you know, life, what would you say are some of the biggest challenges that the youth faces when it comes to money? Um, well, you know, we don't, and, and I think properly, we don't put as high a value on it, you know, when we're younger as we do, as we get a little bit wiser, you know what I mean? And, and learn how it can. Uh, benefit us and how we can benefit others. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, if, if, uh, you know, if I, um, if I was able to, I'd spend, you know, as much of my time as I could just giving back to the community and spending what money I had in, in ways that helped other people because nothing feels more gratifying. But, you know, when you're, you know, that's a, that's a, that, that's a great idea when you're, 17 years old or 16 years old or 19 years old 21 years old but it's just a little bit out there you know one thing i would recommend for everybody as soon as they're old, uh, old enough to understand it and and to implement is to is to take money and invest it in things you know take money and invest it in things that are going to be around put money in where it's going to grow and make you money and you know that's not a complicated thing, but it's it's uh, it's uh, something that everybody can can do right out of the gate. You know what I mean? One of the one of the one of my earliest clients uh, showed me how to to um, buy one stock at a time, so you can go buy one stock in 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 the Disney Corporation for twenty eight bucks. You know and and you could get the certificate mailed to you, and it was a really cool thing. And you can still do this, by the way. And then you can give that as a gift, like to a kid or for a graduation or something. But you know, over time, that one thing will will multiply and grow. And even that one twenty-eight dollar stock after twenty-five years, you know, when you're twenty-one years old, you think of being forty. You're like, oh my god, I hope I'm dead by then. That's so damn old. What would I? Oh, I got a strike. What would I do? What would I do by, what would I do if I was 40 anyway? I don't need money back then. But, you know, it's a, it's just one of those things. Anything, anything you do, any business you start, any app you create for your phone, any, any, uh, any seed you plant, right? When you're young is going to grow into a big tree. So it's the same with money. You know, you, you, you do, do a few things like that that continue to, to can grow and make you money. If it makes you five bucks a week, and you ignore it for 25 years, it's a lot of money, 
you know, and, and that's not something that's hard to do, by the way, right? Create something that makes you five bucks a week, but you do it and ignore it, it'll make you a ton of money. So I think that's one of the, the, the recommendations, the advice I would give to young people is keep that in mind and think about what would be cool or how you could do that. Invest your money. Yes. I love it. I love it. That's great. I don't think. Or, don't, or just your time, right, Bob? Just your time for, you know, something that creates a, a, a revenue stream, you know, something that'll make, like if you created a, an app, you know, that people could buy for 99 cents and it makes you five bucks a week because five people a week buy it in the world and it's something they can use and it and it stays around for 10 years. You're going to make a lot of money. So it, it, you don't, it doesn't even have to be an investment of your money, but it can be an investment in, of your time and your, you know, your, your intellect. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I think, I think everything that you touched upon is it's, I think when you said earlier, what really strikes strike me was uh, when you mentioned, you know, when you're young, you don't really think about, you know, the future. You're like, Oh, I hope by the time I'm 40, you know, I'm dead. <laughs> like, you know, people are kind of living this life, but you know, I think definitely you explaining, you know, the concept of like, you know, the $5 a week, you know, it's just starting small as long as you have money coming in and you're not, you know, spending it on Starbucks every single week. Um, right. that, that's kind of the key, right? It, it accumulates over time. Um, that's a great tip, which is a great transition into the second topic of education. Um, tell us, uh, who, who were you in high school? You know, I, uh, I, I hesitate to answer that question. I was the, you know, I was a rebel kid that, uh, got by on my smarts and, uh, you know, skipped out of school as often as I could to go to the beach and had as much fun as possible. I, I didn't take it very seriously. And, um, it is something that I value, you know, it is something that I, that I, hold my own kids a little more accountable to um, for a couple of reasons. You know, it's, it's, uh, you, you know, there's certain milestones. There's certain things that, that you, that you, you've got to, you, you, you should accomplish along the way. Right. And, and getting a general education where you can, you know, uh, interact with, with a greater pool of people, a greater part of the world I think is benefits everybody, no matter what they're going to do, whether they want to, you know, you know, whether their, their career is something that's, that's, uh, uh, you know, engineering where they're sitting by themselves at a computer all day, you know, there's still interaction in within their group that they have to do, or if they're out in the world trying to change the world, you know, the more you're educated, the more people you can touch and the more connected you can become. And, and, I feel like that's what, you know, school is. I tell, you know, I have two boys that are 11 and 12 mm -hmm. and those boys, uh, they're, they're busy. They don't like to sit at a desk and do schoolwork for too long. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, ch it's, that's, that's the challenge with them. But honestly, you know, uh, I, you know, we've talked about homeschooling with them you know, because get it out of the way a couple hours a day, you know, it accomplishes as much because they don't really get that much academics done at school, you know, year to year. It's schools are, are, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're different in the United States and the rest of the world. It's, it's structured a lot differently. You know, you learn a trade by the time you're 
15 years old or something like that. But, you know, I, in them, I, I've instilled in them that I think the most important part about them going to school is that they don't fail. Mm. They get passing grades, which doesn't mean, right. You know, that expression C's get degrees, right. But it's not that I want to set the bar low because that's not what I want to do. But I feel like the more important lesson at school is, is social learning how to not just socialize with their friends and make friends and be part of a community, but to interact and negotiate with their authority and with their mentors and their teachers, right? That's an interaction that I think a lot of kids just, you know, they just walk the line and do what they're supposed to do and don't say too much because they don't want to get in trouble. And that's their the teacher and the boss. And, you know, I, I think that some interaction with those adults that are outside the family, outside the home is a really healthy thing for them. So I encourage them to, you know, I, again, I was the rebel. So I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm encouraging them to negotiate a little bit with their, with their tasks, you know, with their, with what they're supposed to do versus what they want to do at school. As far as work, I still think they should learn. I think it should fall in into the guidelines of something their their teacher feels is valuable to them. But, you know, I encourage them not to to, to just, you know, walk that straight line to to interact and, and make it, you know, make a difference for themselves and learn something. So, you know, go to college. Yeah, I think you should. I think it, you make connections in college. You and I have talked about this before. You know, in college, you do more than get a, a degree. You you make connections with people that are going to probably be connections you have for a lifetime. Of course. And, and those connections can benefit and help you along the way and, and be a, a huge value in your life. You know what I mean? I agree. What would you, what would you say, like, um, I, I think it's funny. First of all, I just wanted to point out that you know, when you started, when I asked you the question, uh, who are your high school? And you mentioned you were a rebel. I'm like, oh man, his kids are going to watch this and be like, yeah, I'm going to be a rebel now too. Cause dad said it. Oh, they'll probably think I'm making it up. They're like, oh, dad, that wasn't a rebel. That dude's so stiff. There's no way. <laughs> what would you, what would you say is, uh, what are some challenges you see, you know, your kids face, uh, you know, in school or what do you think, you know, are some like two challenges that the youth face, you know, currently? having kids of your own? Uh, you know, I think there's there's a lot of, uh, first of all, you know, my kids were just at home for a couple of months. They didn't, you know, they got out of school, you know, basically school closed early March and they had to finish their last term at home, a term and a half, you know, homeschooling on a, on a Chromebook. And, uh, you know, I had to help them get, you know, because they'd sit there and flip over to YouTube and start watching scooter skater videos and, you know, not doing their schoolwork. I had, I actually had to make them work on the computer with their backs to me so I could glance over at their monitors and make sure they were still on task or I couldn't get my work done. I had to, I had to go to that extent, but, um, you know, their work is hard. You know, their work is, they're, they're learning a lot. It, it gets really you know, pretty complex a lot earlier. And I think that's a lot for kids. You know, I think I, I'm sure that it that, that there's good and bad points to that. But I think for a lot of kids that struggle with, not that they're not intelligent because like my two boys are really bright, but, but they're not, they're not, uh, you know, 
they're not in a they're they're not in a place in their life where they are motivated to sit down and work that hard on 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 you know geometry and and things like that writing papers and so i think it it by having school structured that way still which it's been forever you know you take and you you have some real creative minds and some real in, intelligent kids fall through the cracks you know they just struggle to get their work in and pass their grades because it's not in a format right it's not in a format that that, that, that they work well in and then i take i think it takes away from socializing right i think if they're behind they don't get as much time to interact I think that's one challenge. I think the other challenge is like, like for example, kids wearing uniforms to school and taking that social pressure out of, of, you know, where's the economic difference, you know, you know, showing up at school, you know, at school, I think having that level playing field where everybody's kind of wearing the same clothes and, and, you know, it creates a better social environment where they can learn acceptance of each other. And of different, pe you know, of people that are, you know, different than themselves in one way or another. You know, they live in a different part of town, or they have more money, or they have less money, or something like that. You know, I think it, I think that's the other thing that that they struggle with is kids will come to school that, um, you know, maybe they have a single parent, right? Right. And when they go home at night, they're helping with the house, work around the house, and they've got to get their homework done and. You know the time is, is you know mom or dad's time is limited and and precious and then you got other kids that have mom stays home dad works or vice versa and their their life is structured a way different you know what i mean they come home there's a snack on the table they can do their homework mom's there to play with them or take them to do things and so there's just such vast differences in what's going on at home they all they bring all that to school with them right so i think that's you know I think that's that's a thing that the kids will struggle with too, you know. Yeah. And there, some of them are expected to grow up a lot faster than others out of necessity, and that's you know that that makes a, dis, a, a, a disparity between where they're at in life and 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 how they feel about that time in school. I love that. I love that. I, I think you brought like two two really good points, especially the the uniform one about you know people feeling there there should be a level playing field. Um, wow. No, I that 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 got me thinking. Thank you for that. Uh, let's. I think we should just transition to the most. I would argue the most important topic of the day, which is kind of a blend of the the two that we've kind of talked about. Uh, sure. Is love. Um, you seem like you have a lot of love, you know, for your kids. Um, you know, the way that you, you talk about them and the way that you, you know, you want them to, to succeed in life, which is, you know, I see that in a lot of parents. Um, what, what is love then? You know, what is your definition of love? Well, having not ever really thought about it in that term, what is the definition of it? You know, I, I, I feel like it's, it's, uh, compassion, um, acceptance, empathy, uh, and, and real deep connection, you know, um, that, you know, kind of unconditional acceptance of another person, whether it's your parent or your child or your, you know, uh, your romantic partner, or your business partner, you know, acceptance of who they are, which, you know, we, a lot of us think, oh yeah, I accept everybody. We all, 
a lot of us feel like we're really good at that um, <laughs> until we're pressed, you know, until we're pushed to a point where we have to accept someone that really is very different than us. And it, and it, you know, it might be, it could be your brother, right? It could be your brother that you, you, you know, virtually you're the same person, but you feel you have two different feelings about everything else in the world. You know what I mean? Right. You, got a brother, you got a brother that you, you feel different with? I have two sisters. I don't have brothers, but I have two sons that are really different. And, you know, they, they very much very, they love each other and they're, you know, they're very good friends besides being brothers and they're not super close in age. They're three years apart, but, um, you know, I think we all feel like we're accepting until it's really tender to we're really challenged. And then it's, then we learn how accepting we are. And I think that's the point of growth. You know, I think that's where we can grow. And I think it's good to, to, uh, almost look for those experiences and and connect with people that are very different than ourselves because I think it does teach us a lot about love and uh, you know I saw that post a post on Instagram recently with all the stuff going on in the world something about you know um, hating never fixed anything you know and and uh, you know and love seems to always be the the answer you know love and acceptance so. I think it's huge. I, I agree. It's 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 definitely a huge topic that I feel like, you know, a lot of people don't know, especially with self-love. Um, what would you, what, you know, what, what are three, what are two defining moments in your life and, and how did it impact you? Um, I like that deep breath, preparing yourself. <laughs> well, I mean... You know, I'm a I'm a couple years older than you, Bob. So I, I've had a few defining moments, and you know, it's hard. It's it's really looking back, it's and thinking about it, it's hard to weigh which ones are are really most important. Um, I think I think one of them, and, and I think this is a, is huge, and it's huge for a lot of people, is um, looking inside, looking inside, and deciding. You know, am I am I being true to myself? Am I living an authentic life? Am I saying who I am? Am I am I being myself? You know what I mean? Who I really am. Right. And loving yourself. You know, I think, you know, for one reason or another, you know, uh, growing up, you know, learning to make our way in the world. Uh, finding our path, finding how we fit in, finding or or just, you know, making it all work. Um, I think we can lose sight of of who we are. You know, we start to do things because other people want us to do them or other people think we should do them or they influence us to. You know, our parents have a, you know, a lot of times have a perception of who we should be and what we should do. That goes on a lot, right? Or who we should be with or who we shouldn't be with, right? And, and then we, we start to adopt those beliefs because they're so influential on us. And one day we, you know, we wake up and look in the mirror and, you know, we're not living an authentic life. And so, you know, I think the defining moment, the biggest one for me is, is accepting you for you, your flawed, imperfect, learn it the hard way sometimes self. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you have a, do you have a, a person? 
we're having a little connectivity issue sorry can you hear me i can now yeah sorry about that yeah i was like do you do you have a, a personal experience that you might want to dive into about the the self-love and the, the infinity <laughs> oh wow uh, yeah sure um you know um uh, where would I start? Um, I think I set the bar earlier in my life when I was younger, although I, I, you know, I got through school pretty easily, you know, because I was, was smart enough to, to not do a lot of work and still get by. Um, unfortunately. And that's not, a, that's not a blessing by the way. That is not, um, you know, I think that, I have always been able to, you know, I have a good work ethic. I like to, you know, I, I, I have an aversion to doing things I don't like. So I usually end up whatever work I'm doing, it's something I, I enjoy it at some level so I, I can get into it. And I, so I've never had a lot of trouble, you know, paying the bills, making money. So, you know, that wasn't it. But I think, I think in my personal life, you know, <clears throat> I do have six kids. They're not all with my, you know, they're, I was married a couple of times. They're not all from, from this, you know, with the same uh, partner. And so in my personal life, uh, you know, I wasn't, uh, I had some, some, some flaws there. You know, I, I wasn't, uh, I was a little trial and error with that. And, um, you know, I think as I got older and I was a single dad for a long time, um, you know, I think a lot of that, I, you know, I just inside, I felt like it was a failure, you know, inside, I felt like I, I, I didn't, uh, I wasn't having a success with that. And it was hard for me to own, you know, it was hard for me to talk about and, and own and people would, when people was asked about it, like you are now, you know, I would, I would avoid the issue or, or change the subject or sugarcoat it or, you know, outright tell stories sometimes because it was just uncomfortable, you know, right. and and, our, and owning that has been a lot of self-love for me. Like it made me who I am. I love who I am. I'm proud of what I've done. I have great kids, you know, they love each other. Like it took a long time and a lot of work to come to a place where I was like accepting myself of, of you know, mistakes or things that didn't work out and then deciding that it was okay, you know? I love that. I love that. That's, that's love right there. Thank you for being so vulnerable. I think, I think that's a that's a huge topic that people don't talk about is uh, like appreciating fathers or like single fathers and single parents. And it's just I think a lot of people think like, oh, you're a man, you know, you need to step up. You should just, you know, do this. You can't you know, you just you just got to yeah. put through it. And I think a lot of men, you know, I, I've heard this before um, and I, I just want to talk about this briefly because, you know, you brought the topic. Sure. But um there, there's studies that show that like, you know, the typical, uh, like the suicide rate in men is a lot higher, you know, than women. And typically what happens is a man will get married to a woman, right? And be the provider of the family and be working those long hours. And then the wife with the kid will feel neglected and then divorce the man and then take the house, take everything. And then he's left by himself and then he gets laid off and his purpose is now gone. And then usually, that's the downward spiral that you see in a lot of men. And I think I, I appreciate you bringing it up because it's, I don't think it's, you know, 
mentioned enough. So, absolutely, and and it and, you know, and I think you can get let you can get really hung up anywhere along the way there if you're not being living an authentic life. You know, I think it starts with accepting yourself for who you are, and loving yourself, and you and and then you know everything else comes after that. You know, I I you know I'm a I'm a big Tony Robbins fan, and I've worked with their organization uh, off, off and on a little bit in the Bay Area when I was up there. And, you know, starts with yourself. You know, you, number one is you got to take care of you because you can't take care of anybody a- until you're taking care of yourself. So that's a huge one for me. And the other one I wanted to mention was, you know, self-esteem is a huge thing. And so many things can, can ding a person, especially a young person's self-esteem. You know what I mean? Right. Um, you know, I would seek out mentors uh, that, uh, you know, and, and people that, that, that recognize what's, what's best about you and what's, what's beautiful about you and, and protect your self-esteem at all costs. You know what I mean? I think so many people get, that, get beat up and their self-esteem is dings and dents in it along the way. And it and and for me, this is this I'm talking from personal experience. That early in my in my professional career, you know, I set the bar kind of low because personally it didn't occur to me that I what that I had more value than that. You know what I mean? Right. And 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 that's a result, I think, of of people can, you know, they can kick your butt along the way and it, it can get to you. And, you know, I'll never forget, I had a coach or somebody sit down with me when I was really early on in my career. And I started doing really well, really fast. But, you know, I didn't know what well was. And I can't, you know, and, you know, I had some pretty nice experiences growing up of of what what doing well should look like and what wealth should look like. But, you know, it, it you know, it didn't mean enough to me when I was exposed to it to take it in as as you know value do am i worth this life or am i worth these you know seeing accomplishing these things and one of the first coaches i had we sat down and you know he asked me something like you know you know how much money is enough money how much money do you want to make i said something like fifty thousand dollars or something and you know i i at the time it was all the money in the world right i was like oh my god and you know, I look back at it and it's funny because I was like, oh, that was so embarrassing. <laughs> but, you know, it's your personal worth. And, you know, it's easy to set the bar too low because you don't understand your value. When I coach and I train people in my profession and in my business, you know, I say, you've got to start with you. You have to believe that when you sit down with someone and you want to, that you want their business, you know, you want to work with that person, you have to believe you're worth it. You know, you can't just want that, that paycheck. You can't just want that client because it's going to, you know, this client equals this transaction equals I get this much money. That's not, that doesn't work. It can't be about the money. You've got to believe in yourself and that you are worth working with that people should want to be with you that they should want to collaborate with you and that there's value in it and if you don't know your value that's where you have to start you have to get a handle on that and really understand and appreciate your value before you can sell anybody else on it that's amazing that is amazing thank you wow that 
I think you've, you've given so many gems today and, and you were definitely super, you know, open and, and vulnerable and you definitely, I think you accomplished your intention of, of, you know, bringing that value. What, 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 what can the community do for you? You know, what is your biggest problem? And, you know, if someone in the community hotline was listening, if they, if they, they come help you or, you know, what, what's the biggest problem you have? Oh man, I, uh, <laughs> it, that reminds me of that movie. What's it called? Uh, with Nicolas Cage, um, where where he's he's interacting with the guy that was robbing a grocery store, and he says, "What do you need, Jack?" And he says, "Oh, I don't need anything." And then his life just goes off the rails because you know the universe needs to show him that he does he doesn't have everything. Um, you know what I need help with is. Um, you know, my I manage and own part of a, a large real estate company, and I think the perception of, of what we do is is not um, uh, is not clear in the world. You know, I look at how Hollywood portrays real estate agents. If you ever watch a movie and there's a real estate agent in it, they are sketchy or they're they're you know they're they're shady. Like there's always something dishonorable or, or something unattractive about them and it's it bothers me immensely because uh uh you know they work so hard you know those guys work so hard to help their clients and you know um it's very personal to them they're very to get those those transactions done they have to be uber professional and understand so many moving parts you know to make it happen and come together um, it's not rocket science. It's 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 not a complex business. It's a simple business, but it's hard to do. It's hard work. Right. And you know, go out and hug your real estate agent today. That's what you can do for me. Show them, give them some love. You know, refer them a client. Show them some love. You know, tell let 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 them. You know, let's let's raise that level of perception. I've been try. I've been actually. That's one of my soapboxes because I feel like residential real estate professionals have such an invaluable job you know and and you know i always tell them when i'm coaching them you know you don't you don't sell anything houses sell themselves you don't you don't sell houses you represent clients you know you represent them to to have the american dream you know to get into some place where they go home every night with their family there's nothing more important or more personal than that so personally i'm grateful and i feel blessed that i work in in that field and I get to do that every day, you know? I love it. I love it. That's great. That's great. Well, before I forget, guys, um, 88 Real Estate Media is looking for members to join the Oversight Committee to build the best Kung Fu school in Southern California. Shoot us a message if you want to learn more. Also, if you do business in the real estate industry, please just consider hiring 88 Real Estate Media. Other than that, Mark, where can, where can people find you? What's your, uh, what's your Instagram? What's your phone number? You know? How can they come and give you a hug or give you some, you know, some transactions? Yeah, follow me on Instagram. It's uh, just uh, Mark Kalaitis, my, my first and last name, not Mark Kalaitis. Um, I'm at Ingle and Volker's Newport Beach, which is a German-based company that, that does real estate uh, around the world, uh, but very locally as well. And it's a lot of fun. We're at 3636 East Coast Highway. So we're right in Corona Del Mar and Pacific Coast Highway. You cannot miss the building. It's a big white building. It's beautiful. Uh, you're welcome to stop in, have a cappuccino, and say hi. Um, and I can we can we 
put my uh, Instagram on the on yeah. The cross there. Of course, it's it's Mark. Uh, how do you what's, how do you spell your last name again? K E L. Yeah. A I D I S. Yeah. Let's see. Is this right here? Yep. Okay. And what's oh, your that's number? Right. What's your number? If they can get your, they can call you as well. Yeah, call or text me. Yeah. Uh, it's a weird number. Eight zero one. Eight zero one. Six five one. Six five one. Two zero four four. Okay. Guys, hit him up. 8-1-6-5-1-2-0-4-4 at Mark Kalaitis. Give him a follow on Instagram, a shout out. Give him a like on Facebook. Uh, if you're looking to get into real estate, uh, this is definitely the man to reach out to. Uh, if your parents are looking to buy or sell, or if you're looking to buy or sell, uh, this guy would definitely take care of you. When you see him, give him a hug. Other than that, Mark, you got any last words for the audience before we head out? Uh, uh, yeah. Do we want to do we want to give them some takeaways? Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. Top, two, top, top two takeaways. Top two takeaways. Uh, uh, be genuine. Don't waste time. You know, if you're gonna spend time with someone, dig deep, go deep, be real, be vulnerable, have a real connection, and and be yourself. And uh, be present in your day. Always be present. Don't worry about what happened yesterday. Yesterday's over. Don't give it any energy. Let it go. Just be here today. Be your, your beautiful, genuine self and be present. I love it. I love it. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time.